Hey, Dane, how are you on this amazing Tuesday night? Oh, great, great. I'm looking forward. It's going to be a great, a great one. So yeah, we'll start off on the right foot, they say. Today's a special day. I want to explain something, man. So um, yeah. I've been doing this, you know, the yoga thing and kind of getting more calm and drinking my tea and doing the better diet. The wife's got me on kind of a diet and all that, right? So there I drank my tea today. I'm like, this isn't going to work because I'm too excited about today's episode, Dane. I'm just too <laughs> giddy. So, right. um, you, know, you know, we do a lot of music and a lot of sports and we get right. uh, privileges every now and then to meet people that have actually been like heroes in our lives that have left a big mark on us. I look back right. over this past year, Marcos, guitarist from POD, you know, Corey from Cedar. And then yeah. tonight there's a guy, I got to tell you a story, Dane. I love telling stories. Hopefully you listen yeah. to it too. Uh, but my buddy's <laughs> and i we dropped our first album thank the lord nobody will hear it because it's terrible right but we dropped our first album <laughs> and we learned to play to a gentleman one of the many guys we listened to was this guy named glenn kaiser this guy you want to talk about being an original rock star kind of an og of the movement brings his faith as well as his his guitarmanship yep. which is second to none you take clapton you take robin you take than Kaiser, and I totally mean that, kind of in that same breath. So, Dane, I can't get any more excited than I am right now, so I'm yeah. going to get into it and bring on our mentor and our, our guest of honor, Mr. Glenn Kaiser. Glenn, how you doing, my friend? You know, uh, I'm expecting snow, but it hasn't happened yet, so here we are in Chicago waiting for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, man, it's, it's an honor, Dan and I, we, we, we say this, man, your time is precious. We love yep. what you're doing. So we've got some questions, Glenn, longtime fan, been listening to you, like I said. Um, and now my kids are listening to you. We're reciprocating on to the next generation, right? Yep. It's really cool. But I'm curious, Glenn, obviously before taking, taking us back, Res Band, Glenn Kaiser, Glenn Kaiser Band, so many things that you've done and so many amazing pieces of artwork that you put together. I'm curious maybe when it all began, maybe yeah. in, your, in your bedroom as a teenager, when did you get the itch to start playing guitar in your life you know my brother was in the army in germany and he came home with a beat up cheapo uh, k acoustic guitar didn't have a pickup mm. in it and he couldn't play i don't know why he bought it i mean as he was trying and he brought it home just gave it to me uh mm. and uh i started messing around i was 12 years old and um i, I bumped into some kids i i didn't even think we weren't all even in the same school uh, or, or grade at least, because some of these guys were four or five years older than me, but uh, 13, and, and because I sang and I listened to the radio nonstop, I knew a lot of the hits and stuff, and mm -hmm. this is back in soul R&B time and then did some blues, right? And, um, and uh, you know, it kind of went on from there. I, I learned, you know, I learned from one of the younger guys in the band actually how to play on two strings at a time. Um, and then eventually full full chords, you know, on guitar. But essentially, I was a singer who then learned to play guitar and bass and drums and um, started writing songs at 13 and wow. went from band to band to band, you know, and that's yeah. kind of how things got going. Man, it, wow. it's such a the, the body of work, and I, as I've turned Dane on to your stuff, Dane's a huge blues fan as well. Yeah. Glenn, yeah. There, there's I, I'm not just saying this; I do a lot of fanboying out, but I'm serious. I don't know how you've made 50 years of amazing music, and you're still at your prime. It's incredible that you yeah. just keep getting better, man. It's cool, you know. When you look at like from the Res Band days to my favorite, my personal favorite song is Rain Dance. I play it on rotation three or four oh. times a week. I love it. It's just there's something about the way you do this. Like before Chris Stapleton, 
there was Glenn Kaiser, the voice, the way you do it. You're, you're singing at the top of your range and you're, you're bringing like content that is actually meaningful content. I just, Dane, help me out. Cause you know, all fanboy Dane, take it away, man. Yep. So <laughs> the, all the stuff you've played over 50 years, you know, all the music you started writing, singing, um, learning and perfecting your craft. What are some of the most memorable events that you've done or, or gigs or, some of the things that stick out in the forefront of your mind <laughs> through those years. <laughs> what comes to mind is a festival in England, about 35,000 people are jumping up and down and, and most of them singing. Well, I don't know about most of them, but a large number in the front rows were, it was an outdoor show at a festival. Mm-hmm. They're singing our lyrics at us and we're cranking away and, you know, big honking PA and, you know, whole thing. And honestly, no buck fever. I totally relaxed. And I mean, mental block. We're coming. I don't even remember what the song was, but all of a sudden I completely lost track of where the heck I was. <laughs> so Stu's doing a solo, you know, guitar solo. And we're about to come back into like the third verse or whatever. And I don't know where I am. And so I, I mean, just I can't, the lyrics are just gone, right? And it's this song we I wrote, right? And then we've done this song for years, right? I turned, I just, I, I walked up to the microphone, turned the mic around, and the crowd is singing it at the top of their lungs. I'm like, oh. wow. <laughs> and I flipped it back and, you That's know, great. Continued. Uh, you know, That's nobody knew, man. but I'm going to, I'm telling you now, you know, I just, it's just, there have been crazy moments. And That's really crazy. Have. I remember one night, Winnipeg, uh, we, we, we did a lot of cross country tours and, Mm-hmm. of course in the states but in canada at winnipeg it, there are a couple of times when different things would just go wrong early on and or one night um packed out one of those we can do no wrong just a sweet crowd they had our records and they they were fans and all of a sudden i mean you know i'm sweating like a pig right i just like can't so my eyes are shut too much salt right i'm singing away and all of a sudden you know i as i open my eyes walk up to the mic to sing again they're piling out the back door all of them the whole place is just emptying out and i'm like well we've had our moments but we're not that bad you know and <laughs> i look around and everybody and we stopped everybody kind of realized at the same moment what's up and then we heard the fire alarms go our guys loaded so much smoke uh and, and explosive stuff you know flash pots and all this yeah. um they set off the fire alarms and so the fire department had to come and they filed back in. I don't think we lost anybody. Everybody pretty much filed back in again. And oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, there've been, there've been like, and then there was a night also in Winnipeg. People are going absolutely nuts. I don't believe there was an opening group that night either. It was just us for like 90 minutes or two hours. And they're going flipping nuts and we crank into the first song, and I've got no guitar. And I look back at the at the tech. We we all had, you know, I have a guitar tech, and everybody had tech. Yeah. And the bro's looking at me, and I'm looking at him. And we finally figured it out. I'd left I'd left the amp on standby. I mean, you know, it's a good idea to turn the thing on before you start a concert, knucklehead. Air so, guitar. You know, there's been those <laughs> incredible, you know, which I tell you. <laughs> I love that, man. Look at look at the history of and Dane as I as I transition to that. When there's so many, it, it's amazing the amount of stories yeah. that just listening to you talk. It's cool, man. You know, um, 
musicians and gigs like gig after gig of just amazing like look at the the body of work that you put together and i talked about influence for a little bit you know you you have influenced this generation of musicians um what you do this is what i mean and when dana and i kind of started doing this show think about what you have done you have making a kind of a, a etched your way into this thing where i meant when i said take clapton you take that movement you um larry norman you stand for something you know what you believe in and you're an amazing musician the influence is just far and wide i'm curious man because i hear what i think maybe is some influences it's kind of hard to tell what's a couple musicians that have influenced you over your career you know hmm. well from day one you know it was about me and then I come to saving faith in Jesus and, you know, I'd, I'd been an addict, you know, I was yeah. totally no yeah. control. And, uh, and I, I was, I, I was ready to start shooting heroin. I did everything, but, but smack and I was ready to start running it up. I didn't like needles, but I'd done everything else. So why not? Yes, sir. I come to know the Lord just before I turn 18 and over a period of months, I ended up quitting the band that I was in, started to do a little folk singing, writing songs about the Lord but there was so much of me in, involved and it was just, you know, I, I had to let go of it. I just had to stop. And I didn't, nobody preached, you know, I didn't read an anti-rock track from the church. None of that. I just deep conviction. So I, I gave all my gear to a Christian band and tore the songs up. I've written even about, about the Lord and ultimately had a sense of call to ministry uh, full time and found that motley group of Jesus people up in Milwaukee. And we ended up, you know, traveling and ended up in Chicago where we've been now since 73. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and so when res band kicked in, it was a response to a call. We had another band up in Milwaukee and they were killer, but they were, they were very, very mellow. Uh, but they had so many opportunities to do concerts that they had to turn down. And so really it was a practicality of a uh, call went out from the leadership. Hey, if you, you pray about it and if you want to, put together a group, do it. So I'm telling you, it was, for me, it was so different. And it's, you know, I talk a lot. I'm, I think I'm pretty good with the English language. <laughs> it's really hard to express the difference between what it was like before in all these years of doing concerts. And sometimes in front of several thousand people who really dug mm -hmm. what we were doing in various bands I was in and stuff. And starting up with Res Band, very different. And we were horrible, by the way, I would say, musically at the, on the front end. Oh, my goodness. And I wasn't, you know, I was, I don't know what happened to me either, but I was pretty slack. And it got to a point where this is about people and it's about the love of God and that he's changed my life. And how can we communicate in a credible way? Do Make great art. Make serious, mm -hmm. kicking music, whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't, mm -hmm. beyond the style, regardless of stuff, I wanted to hear, if you sing, your baby left you, I want to believe that you really believe and have felt what you're singing about. Because mm -hmm. if you're not for real, then it's not going to come across. And mm -hmm. I don't want to hear it. I don't care what, I don't care how good you are technically. I want to know there's, there's heart and mm -hmm. soul in that. Well, yes, sir. when, when the Lord got a hold of me and Rez started, I mean, that, and to this day, and I don't do it every night, and I don't do it in every song, you know. And I haven't done it on every song that I've been involved in us recording. And I know mm -hmm. that. I admit that. But that's what I'm going for. Do you? Does this guy believe, or this lady, do they believe what they're saying? Mm -hmm. Do they believe it? 
Are they living it? Because without that sense of authenticity and without that passion, raw musical technique, whether a guitar, you know, singing, bass, keys, whatever, I, I don't that's have a lot of time for it. No, that's and wow. we were just talking about this, Glenn Dane and I. We were just going through this. We had a gentleman on. He may have. It's a it's a, a Christian metal band from the '90s called Stavesaker. We were talking through with this the other day, and he said, "Man, there's something missing from genuine music." And I understand the TikTok generation and people buy singles and all that. But what you're talking about is, I can sit yeah. down and start your album, play it from the first track to the eleventh, and get something out of this entire thing. That's what music is missing yeah. these days, man. So yeah. I love that yeah, you're spot on with Sam. You know, then go yeah, ahead. Absolutely. I mean, to kind of. Add- add to that you know you we talk to a lot of athletes too you know the ones that do it at a high level you know all the ones we've talked to they have that passion they're not just out there you know doing it just because they can they still have they still have a passion for it they still have a love for it they're trying to reach the next level not only in their respective sports but also as a as a person you know they're trying to get the most out of themselves and it just in turns makes them great at what they do so that's a great message my wife and I have just uh, in June celebrated uh, 51 years of marriage. Congrats. Wow. Of course, most of that, uh, by far, we were together front and res band. And, um, mm-hmm. and I just think it's like the difference between being having a wife or having a husband and actually being married mm-hmm. and wanting to be married and, and waking up in the morning. You know, it's not about how much money, like so much of art gets, it's, it just gets hacked. away. Just yeah. hacked, well, it gets hacked. It gets chopped up. It, it's, it becomes an exercise in making a living. And in fact, John Fisher, mm-hmm. years ago, writing in CCM Magazine, which is not a magazine. I, I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was, I, yeah. I didn't pour over it. But what, when John wrote, I, I paid attention. And he's still at it, by the way. He's out in L.A., good man. At one point, he said, we used to make history. Now we're making a living. Mm. Yes, sir. That's true. Wow. When it's I, factual. When yeah. I just, when it's, when, you know, just money, which controls so much. I mean, this is why we ended up, Gur Records, we ended up doing our own in, indie label. And, you mm. know, we'll, we'll work with artists we believe in. And we ended up, Res Band was able to, at one point, cut a record deal where we could build our own studio. We literally said we want two lumps on payments. And they freaked out. And we said, why? I said, because we want to build our own studio. We're not going to throw 120 or 130 down an hour like we've been doing year after year at, at Pro Studios. And we're not going to leave Chicago. We're not going to sacrifice our wives and our kids mm-hmm. for the sake of unit sales. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do it. And and they looked at us and we just said, that's it. And they said five albums. And we said three. And one of them is already finished. And, and um I love so, that. You know, that's it. Yeah. And and they went for it. And, and that was that was nice. So if I'm sitting next floor up, we have two actually tone zone, Studio A and Studio B, Pro Pro Studios. I mean, Pop Staples, one of the, one of his last albums uh, he recorded at Tone Zone. So I mean we we Rez began to and, and then my solo stuff and of course Glenn Kaiser, the GKB uh, mm-hmm. three piece blues rock group, this is where we record. So we're, yes, we're able to not just it's not about control so much as how can we get the passion going and how can we live in such a way and 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 do what we do without having to depend on the bank. Yes, sir. It's yep. always about the bank and always looking at the clock 
and I was freaking out about the finances. Uh -uh. Well, think about Glenn too, what, what you get to do, Dan, before you take four. It's neat, Glenn, because now there has been a lot of things about – there is some positives when it comes to this generation of like dropping singles. You could hypothetically, especially with your pro studio, you could drop a single a week if you wanted to and yeah. putting out great music. Thankfully, it's like you have great talent, great art. Stuff that all respect to all musicians. So if we really want to hear, you could put something yeah. out every week if you wanted to, and that's just that's yeah. awesome. You know, go ahead, Dan. So yeah, Glenn, to that you kind of touched on it a little bit. Now that we're getting to the end of 2023 here, getting ready to go into 2024, <clears throat> what's on the horizon for you for this next year as a musician mm -hmm. and with all your bands and all your ventures? Mm. Well, I just found out I'm going to Alaska for a week, and. Um, I'm nice. going to do a, a music workshop for some folks up there as well as a concert. Um, I've got a number of things going. Uh, I'll be down in New Orleans. There's a cigar box guitar festival that goes on. I'm actually not playing at that. Another friend of mine, who as a matter of fact, built, built me what's called a Wiesenborn guitar. That's a whole other story. Uh, surprised me. I had no idea he, he did it, was going to do it. Uh, he's going to have me come down and we'll do a gig there and probably do a couple songs on a Sunday morning uh, in, in their fellowship. But I love NOLA. I've been to New Orleans many, many times. So I'll be going down doing that. There are three albums in the can. One is full-on cigar box guitar. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's very bluesy. And it's basically cigar box guitar, sometimes harmonica, a bit of vocal. Uh, that album's done. I, I'm not sure when we're going to put it out, but it's done. Uh, just needs to be mixed. A second album, uh, the working titles Ain't No Bars Around My Heart. You know, I've been a jail and prison chaplain, uh, volunteer chaplain for years and years. And uh, I wrote about six songs coming back from Ohio. A chaplain buddy of mine, we, we would sometimes do two prisons a day doing concerts and, and sharing what the Lord had done in our lives. And mm -hmm. I started thinking in my head, what if I was locked up? For the rest of my life, what if I what if I was sitting somewhere for thirty years, you know, mm. behind bars? And uh, I've done so many gigs all around the world in in prisons and jails, and I understand a lot of the situation as it is. And all of a sudden, I end up writing these lyrics. So, it if you didn't know that that's what I was doing with these songs, you may not know what stimulated the lyrics. But I wrote about six songs like that. Ended up with an album full, recorded everything. I, I think I'm going to re-record one song. And then that album's some background singers, got to have a B3 on a few things. I don't know how to explain it. It's it's kind of like blues worship or something. It's yeah. a lot of it's vertical lyrics, but it's what do people need to hear if they're sitting behind bars. And, of course, you don't have to be sitting behind literal bars to, to be a prisoner. Yes, sir. You know? yes, sir. The third album I don't want to talk much about Um because a lot of people are going to go nuts and they're going to go nuts in my inbox. Okay. <laughs> Fair they, enough. You know, Fair I'm enough. in Facebook, yeah. I'm in Instagram and all the rest of it. Yes, sir. Uh, there was an album full of songs that I wanted to do for a long time. And there's one bro who, once he finishes up his bits, we can go ahead and, and, uh, and mix it and mm -hmm. then we'll publicize it. And that'll okay. actually probably be the first of these three albums to be released. So I'm oh, always sorry. writing. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm writing blogs all the time. I'm just about to do a new site. I'm moving from, ultimately moving from uh, WordPress over to Wix. And um, I got tired of the sleaze ads. I got tired of, you know, I get free sites. They 
they throw all kinds of cha-cha up there and I'm like, ah, yes, sir. so, You're you right. know, <laughs> so, you know, I'm active online. I do a whole lot on Instagram and I'll be doing a lot with Wix with my website and keeping it simple and articles about everything under the sun. You know, mm -hmm. I talk about guitars and building cigar bass guitars. I talk about uh, being in the woods. I, I spend a lot of time or I have over the years and not much recently um, talk about family share bits of my own testimony. I've got just tons of web links, uh, different eBooks I've written and stuff. So there's, you know, there's no end to it. It's, it's right. Yeah. yeah. When, when you've got, when you've got such an amazing uh, passion and so much to share and so much to talk about, I'm so glad, man. And I, I think the more yeah. time goes on, the more we need to hear voices like yours. And I wrote, I made a note of this when I told Dean, I said, Glenn, I, I, I mean it when I say I personally, I know it was only a chip in your catalog. I've been listening to it for 20 years, and it's only a drop in the bucket, right, of your awesome work. When you did the – when I knew the Prison album was coming, I said, man, I think you might have even said this in kind of an interview I was watching. You're kind of like, hey, I might have been one or two bad decisions away from being locked up myself. And your humility you talked about, that's yeah. – I can't say how much I appreciate that. We have a friend that does prison ministry as well, and there's something about that, that humility that, yes, I am with you. Yeah. And it's like, why judge them? I could be in the same situation, maybe a couple lucky breaks uh, – you know, away from being in the same decision our, ourselves. So, Glenn, thank you for yeah. doing that. That's that's something that the world needs to hear, and I, I'm yeah. excited to hear that. To be honest, above everything else, I'm excited to hear that the most, man. Honestly, you know. So, and it'll all be good. So, I made a speechless. Did I, did I lose you, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. But no, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I can't. Uh, Nobody know. none of us knows how much time we have left. And, yep. you know, I, I say one day at a time a lot, and I, and I mean it, because that's how I live. Uh, it's, it's how I, you know, 12-stepping is, is not a bad idea. And I'll, at the end of the day, digging through scripture every day and, and really list, listening and, and speaking, interacting, you know, in yep. prayer, uh, hanging with people, many of whom are pretty broken and pretty hurting. And, of course, you know, you you don't always pick that up uh, when you're hanging with people, you know what I mean? Because people can they can be comedians, um, they can hide behind quoting scripture. Mm -hmm. The devil devil quotes scripture. Uh, yes, sir. The devil, and and there's a lot of hurting people out there in, in the in the weeds, you know. I mean, I meet people all the time in in the music scene, you know, uh, just yeah. pro musicians who are they can't maintain a a, a relationship for very long. Um, so much addiction and so forth. So even people that have money uh, coming out their ears, there's a whole lot of people that they, they figured it out a long time ago that that's not the answer to the mm. real need of the heart and You're the right. soul. And, you know, and so I'm trying to do music and write stuff to connect. I, I always think of, you know, that Sistine Chapel, you know, how can we make, yeah. how can I, how can I make connection, which I do. And <laughs> Uh, and, yes, and how can I help others to yep. make connection? And and I think the the honesty factor again. I, I have to get back to that. It's if that comes out, whether it's you know, I mean, you can draw a stick man, whatever. You can <laughs> do music, whatever. You can be a well. Jesus was a carpenter. There you go. And, and you know, I build stuff out of. I mean, found object guitars out of junk. I mean, you know. Put a couple yeah. strings on and play slide. I mean, it just 
Do again, with the it's heart. the heart, it's the passion. Mm -hmm. And how can I connect with people? And, and also, how can I show people have the guts and have the courage to be rejected? Oh, yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to kiss up to folks, not with a chip on your shoulder or an attitude. That's not what I mean. And I'll often pull out what's called a diddly bow. It's one stringer. Um, I, w I had some friends call me up to Wisconsin and they asked me to speak and do some music um, at a group that there's about five groups that come together to, to do a shelter for homeless folks up there uh, about six months out of the year. And, uh, and they asked me to be the keynote speaker at their annual meeting. And, and the, the guy says, look, bring, bring a couple of cigar box guitar, bring a diddly bow and play music. I thought, oh, okay, because we're involved. One of, one of the things we do in our church here is one of the largest shelters in Chicago, um, homeless shelters, a lot, a lot of homeless folks. And so I get up there and I, pull, I whip out this one string. It, 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 I don't know, I would take the time to explain it, but it's just this tiny little one string guitar mm -hmm. with a stick yes, on pickup, plug it in my amp, pull out a slide and do a song, you know? And of course, all the cameras come out. Everybody's like, what, you know? And my standard rap is it's not what you got, it's what you do with it. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, you're yeah. spot on, Glenn. Yeah, you're spot on, Absolutely. man. He, you've done you've done a lot, man. I, I say that. So Glenn, I'm gonna transition because I'm getting chills and Dane knows this. I've been chomping yeah. at the bit for a long time, Glenn. When I approached you, I was like, he's like, just ask him. When I finally approached you, I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so there's a segment, Glenn, that we're gonna transition to. Uh, I'm gonna make you laugh a lot. We have a we have a we have a keynote segment of every episode that we do called Rapid Fire. Now we always keep it fun and PG, we always do, but we get a little weird for a second. You're gonna love this. Um, we get fans from from across the world that give us questions to ask our guests. Imagine for a minute like reality doesn't exist, past or present, maybe even celebrities or musicians or actors from that are, are dead come back alive for the segment. Anything's possible. Okay, so it's gonna have a little fun. There's no wrong answer, Glenn. Me and Dane bet lunch. So if I win, what I think you're gonna say, Dane gives me lunch. If Dane wins, I give him lunch. We bet on what we think you're gonna say. No wrong answer. You go with the heart. Okay. So. Okay. Ready? The first question. Um, obviously, you, you, you've been in the, uh, the ranks of a lot of great musicians, you included. So they call you up and says, hey, we're going back to mid 80s. Uh, we need you to actually do a, a duet for a like a wow gospel type CD type thing right back in the day. We want you to do a duet uh, with one of these two great singers. You get to pick. They're both great, but you can cut a track with Larry Norman, like another one, or cut a track with Phil Driscoll. Who do you want to cut this track with? Uh, Driscoll, I met Phil years ago, and and uh, again, a lot of passion. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. I had you for Phil. I, I had him. Never, if you haven't named, go check him out. He's great. But Dane, who'd you have on that one, man? Uh, so. uh, Norman. I had Norman on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought you did, man. So we're yeah. we're. Oh, I got you by one, Dane. So next one. This is a little twist. Obviously, this reference gets thrown a lot for guitarmanship. But we're going back to the 80s again, and two of these guitars, well, actually 70s because of the timing, they say, hey, Glenn, we want to sit down and play you in a game of chess. Randomly, they want to play you in chess after a gig. You can play chess against Clapton or Stevie Ray. Who do you want to play chess against? <laughs> Stevie Ray. Let's go. I'm two for two. Yeah. I'm crushing it, man. Let's go. Dan, how about you, man? Oh, yeah. I had, I had Steve Ray on that one. Definitely. Okay. Got you. So, Glenn, <laughs> uh, obviously, from, from your decades of music, I picked up on it during Blues Heaven. A lot of the 90s stuff really stu you know, stood out to me. So, we're going to go back to 94. Obviously, um, that time frame of music, a lot of kind of grunge, but still have the blues thing popping. 
two of these uh, movies are being made. They say, Glenn, we want you to cut the concept album. We want you to be the background instrumental music for one of these two movies. You can be the background music for Above the Law, classic Steven Seagal movie, or you can be the background for the original Bloodsport. Above the Law or Bloodsport, which one do you want to make the background soundtrack for? Let's go. Let's go. I am killing it, man. I'm three for three. Dan, how about you, man? Yeah, that one. <laughs> that's, some, that's some blood sport on that. Yeah, yeah. blood sport that, on that. How, how cool would that be? I, I can actually, Glenn, I can picture Rain Dance while Van Damme was fighting, like the Kumite thing. I could picture Rain Dance and that. And that. I'm just saying, man. If there's a remake, let's get on it, okay? So let's go. I love it, man. <laughs> so two more. So check this out. We're going to go back again in time. And you are writing songs and two of these songs somehow you make these songs obviously you have a great great catalog no disrespect for that but you get to be responsible for writing one of these two iconic songs in rock history you can be responsible for writing wish you were here by pink floyd or you can be responsible for stairway to heaven both amazing which one would you rather be accredited for i gotta go with floyd let's go four for four yeah. dane let's go dane how about you man oh yeah i had floyd because it kind of i could see you writing that i could see you being in that space yeah. Good. Got it. Right, so right now you owe me lunch, Dane. I got four, you got three. So Glenn, <laughs> he, he might time me on this one. Here's the last one, okay? Um, it's 2025. They're making a Lifetime movie about Glenn Kaiser's body of work. They're going back through your entire career. You get to pick one of these two awesome dudes to play the movie. Both scrapping handsome fellows just like you, but you get to pick. You can have John Mayer play you in this movie or Johnny Lang play you in the Glenn Kaiser biopic. Who are you going with? I would have, you know, that's hard, but I think I have to go for Johnny. Let's go. I'm five for five. I have went five for five today, Dan. How about you? Oh. <laughs> no, I missed that one. So I'm, yeah, I love it. I'll send, I I'll send you the ramen. I'll send you those ramen noodles right away. Let, let me get those talkie ramen today. So, Glenn, thank you, man. Just a little thing we do called Rapid. Hopefully, in interviews in the past, it's still something different for you, okay? <laughs> so, I love it, man. So, when the Johnny Lang biopic comes out uh, about Glenn Kaiser's life, while he's doing the blood sport thing, you're welcome, Glenn. I already gave you the idea, okay? <laughs> so There you go. Dan, go ahead, man. So, in, in this last segment, Glenn, we call it open mic. We open the floor up to our guest. I mean, you've said so much tonight that has inspired us and, and stuff I'll take away. I have a page full of notes here because of what you said. But is there, you know, something to some of the younger listeners are there any maybe words of wisdom that you can get give to them to maybe help them on their path to maybe inspire them to, you know, mm. do do and be their best in life? Mm. Well, I would what I would say thank you. What I what I would say, y'all, is until I open my life up to the fact and the reality that there's a risen savior. And until I started following Jesus as Lord of my life, really walking with him daily, you know, probably what my friends thought kind of were the sort of the, the fake God. You know, it, it, it's so much kissing up to people. And, and then, of course, when people accepted me, you know, I was happy. But, but when they didn't, I was bumming or when I ran out of dope, you know, what I mean, whatever it was. Right. Uh, maybe they didn't like the particular band I was in at the time or the music that we were doing. And it's like my world crashed on me. You know what I mean? 
Jesus isn't like that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and change. And, and I needed a change. And, and so I, I just, it's so easy to get caught up in the, the vibe of, you know, what, what, what do my friends think? Do they accept me? Am I, am I cool? Am I hip? Am I whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? Am I Riz? <laughs> and uh, I ain't Riz. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm way past being. So, but there was a time when that's all that mattered to me. And, mm-hmm. and I have to tell you that it was a pretty depressing time in my mm-hmm. life. Um, and it's part of the reason I went further down the hole uh, in, in addiction. Dope, booze, mm-hmm. you know, girl after girl, situation after and band after band. I, what what mm-hmm. people don't know, too, is sometimes, or they haven't read through some of my, a few times I've talked about it, but I was in, between the time I was 13 and 18, I think I counted up like a dozen or more, all, 16 different bands. Mm. They didn't kick me out. I quit because mm. I could never be satisfied. It reminds me of an old Muddy Waters song, Can't Be Satisfied. And that was the truth. I couldn't be. Wow. Nothing, wow. nothing, nothing worked. You know, three bands and, and two girlfriends at one time. That got real mm. confusing. And I, I just, I finally just bailed. I just, I just had to stop. And, uh, but when, when you're an addict, you can't stop those things, mm-hmm. whatever you're addicted to. So anyway, I just think that for younger people, if you learn anything from older people like me, geezers, you know. <laughs> no, sir. The, no, it's, sir. It's the, well, it's the fact that there's reality, and then there's what you wish reality was. And mm. they're not always the same thing. Mm. And so if you're living a fictional, a fictional life, you're living in a fantasy. And sooner or later, that bubble's going to pop. And man, yeah. it, for me, I was that close to death. I mean, several times. And uh, the lights came on. And when they came on, and I realized there's a God who loves me. And Jesus is reaching into my life. And all of a sudden, purpose and meaning. And what am I supposed to be doing? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it sure isn't hopping into bed again and, and again and getting loaded more and jumping from band to band. And, you know, there's no stability. There's no sanity. There's no peace. Mm -hmm. And um, so that began to change. And uh, I'm at this point in my life, I I just wrote a blog recently. I'm more content. And I I wouldn't use that word loosely, by the way, or easily. But I think I'm more content at this point in my life than I've ever been. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. spend a fair bit of my time going in behind bars and hanging out with really broken people. And the truth mm-hmm. is, they did haul me in, but they couldn't. They couldn't keep me because they didn't have enough enough on me. That's yes, the only sir. reason I, I I didn't end up behind bars. Man, and the gun. That's what I'm saying. Dane and I, when we, uh, <clears throat> Dane, I, it, it's it's we say it every time. Um, Every time we, we mention someone in your caliber, Glenn, you do this amazing thing where you bring people together, you have a message of hope. And what I like about you, which we also do on this show too, we respect people of all kinds of backgrounds of faith and all that. We're very, very proud of and we respect what you stand yep. for, but you do it in this way where it's, it's about bringing people together. It's not about telling yep. why they're wrong. There's something so potent and powerful about saying, hey, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to open my arms to you. And there's the world needs yep. so much of that these days, Glenn. And I'm just so glad that you're still s- s- spreading that message that we need to hear of hey i got a place for it come with me you know i love that about you yeah, so absolutely uh, above, above your music and your talent which is phenomenal like i wish i had one 
percent of your talent, Glenn, and then the way you spend it is helping others. You're not even talking yeah. the whole episode, Dane. We can we can break this down. Your entire episode has been about how you're helping others. A very accomplished, successful, rocking musician, yeah. and your biggest thing is how do I help others? I can't say enough yeah. kudos to that, Glenn. So you're yeah. literally one of a kind, man. Appreciate you. So yeah, absolutely. And, and two, I mean, with the catalog you've put out, I mean, you just go give a listen to a lot of your your lyrics, and and that helps out a ton of people with whatever they're feeling and for you to even do more beyond that. Like you say, with your blogs, with the, th the books you've written, the things you've done and you have a mm. passion for it, you know, you're going to continue to reach people, not only in the days you're above ground, but all of us, you know, all of us are going to be below one ground day. one day. You're going to live on, you know, and yeah. talk about living forever. I mean, that mass message is going to carry on. Mm. So congratulations. Wow. Yep. And, and also thank yep. you. Yep. By the way, uh, Earlier on, I didn't I didn't choose Larry Norman, but Larry was an incredible songwriter and a great lyricist. And you know, one of those great lines, "Only visiting this planet." I mean, that's yes, sir. That's true for everybody. That's true for yes, all sir. of us. So, mm -hmm. what are we going to do? I, one of those signature songs for me for a long time. I wrote a blues tune many many years ago. If I leave this world tomorrow, you know, I, I want to leave a little love behind. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. I, and that's again, Glenn, I, as we try to land this plane, because, you know, I, I, you'd have to stop me. I could go on for hours. Glenn, <laughs> I got to say a couple things in closing. Um, I meant what I said when I tracked it down. Uh, it's an honor, Glenn. Um, we've had a privilege of interviewing lots of musicians and you've always been one of our, our mark, our, like our bucket list, because um, I love what you stand for. And I think you're, you, you take being a great musician and having a uh, kind of a, a specific belief system and you blend them together you make it cool i look at people like you disciple pod some of these bands where they take what their message is and they are great musicians and they bring it mm -hmm. together and i love that there's something it just it just appeals to me especially in now that i'm maybe i'm getting older i say that dane laughs in my late 30s and we're, we're establishing life i look for people that like this is who i am and they don't run from it so glenn i'll say yeah. this in closing thank you we ask you maybe yeah. we can make it happen again sometime maybe when some new stuff drops and we won't yeah, pick it that absolutely. we won't pry but maybe in the future we can have you back on again sometime if you're open to it okay so my pleasure thank you yeah thank of course, you glenn. well glenn thanks for blessing us with your time it's a true honor bucket list for us we'll we'll get out of your hair we'll catch up and get this out somewhere <laughs> very soon and you have a happy holiday season merry christmas and, uh, and, we'll, and we'll talk to you soon okay <laughs> so and merry christmas by the way hey, yes, merry sir. Christmas yes, to you. take care brother you have a good evening so, yeah. okay it was, it was a pleasure seeing you thanks glenn Dane, I'm telling you, man, there's not enough. You can't, there's the language is not big enough to say the amount of awesome things about him. What do you think of him, Dane? Yeah. I mean, like I say, whenever you introduce me to a lot of these artists that you've, you know, followed for years and years, you know, I go and listen to him and I think, wow, this is amazing stuff. And then you meet him and you talk to him and you're, and you're just blown away and you become a fan of not just their art, but them as a, a person. You know, mm -hmm. which is even greater because, you know, as everybody's listened to then and have seen how much knowledge has been brought along through this whole process, you know, coming from, you know, something a little bit darker in life to finding Jesus, to living his passion and mm -hmm. doing it with 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 so much doing it and so great and having yeah. so much zeal for it, you know, and still, and still in his prime, mm -hmm. you know, at, at 70 years old, still in his prime. I mean. I can't wait for the new stuff to drop and, and to go through the whole catalog and start listening more and more. So yeah. I, I th thank him. Couldn't thank him enough for, you know, this interview tonight and, and the things that he's written and, and the message he's passing along.
I think about you this know, angle. You're welcome. Oh, and thanks, thanks for inviting me. And you're welcome. Look, <clears throat> every now and then, and, and honestly, it's been rare, like, boom, right? But I'm walking down the hall. This is years ago. And I'm walking down the hallway. And out of nowhere, and I didn't even know what the context was, what was going on in my life at the time, but out of nowhere, uh, the still small voice of the spirit, he goes, he goes, you know, Glenn, you, anybody, people, can end up being extremely successful in whatever area of life, music, you know, art, what, whatever it is, whatever, architecture, whatever. Mm. But end up being an absolute lousy human being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's an either or, I'll take the human being any day of the yeah. week. I mean, it's just wow. any, any day of the week. And I, I often tell people I put my pants on. You do put your left leg in first. No, no, but you know, I mean, really, we just, yes, sir. when I go home tonight, I'm going to be tired and I'm going to think, do I really want to brush my teeth? And I got a floss too. Day-to-day oh, -to -day <laughs> decisions, man. You know, no, you got a floss. You got to brush your teeth. You got to use the mouthwash to all the stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Besides, Wendy will be happier. So there you go. And <laughs> all right, you guys. God bless. I got to actually between you, okay. you, between you and me. All right. So I'm going to go join my wife, who's at the front door doing doing uh, front door security and phones. You just I'll sit in with her for a little while. And then when she's done, I'll get her upstairs and then I'll come back down and I get to do the first floor men and women's bathrooms. So there okay. you go. That's what rock stars go. do. We, we do toilets. Man, Glenn's <laughs> always working. Well, brother, we take care of it. It was great. God bless again. you guys. Good night. Yes, sir. We'll right, be in touch, thank okay? you. Thanks, Glenn. You're welcome to drop off, man. Dane, he, he's, he's phenomenal, dude. I love him, Dane. So, and it's, there's a thing I, I was, it was, I, I would, just let him talk. Like, I don't care how long it takes. Let him talk. He's yeah. awesome. You know? Yeah. I mean, um, a wealth, of, a wealth of knowledge as the saying yeah. goes. He, he's, it's crazy that he's, he's 70 years old and it's still just, it's like he's a rock star, but I got to say this before I, I had, a, I didn't want to interrupt him. You know, we respect, we, we made this clear. We, everybody's welcome here. You know, we respect his faith, whether that maybe this, or maybe it's, you know, Buddhist, whatever it may be, we respect all faith. We've talked about that, right? We're, we welcome yep. everyone on the show. I remember I was watching this interview. We had our buddy Dan on from Red one time, and they were sitting there talking to Randy, the guitarist, and he's like, man, you know, people don't say, why are you uh, a Buddhist rocker or, you know, this rocker, or that rocker? It's just, hey, I'm a musician that has a viewpoint. Like basically the idea yep. is whatever your faith is, I respect that, whatever it is, you know, he, he tends in this direction. Maybe it's a different direction. That's cool. Um, he's mm -hmm. talking about being a good person behind that. Hey, regardless of all of that, I want to leave this world being a great person. And he's a yeah. great musician. So it's like, we don't have to have this. Well, are you in this box or that box? Are you a great musician? Are you a great person? That's what I think we should be bringing together more. I love right. his message and way he does it, but it's more about how are you, how are you treating others? Right. It, I don't know. I just, it's something about the way he connects those dots. Doesn't, doesn't yeah. shy from what he is, but also doesn't, doesn't disrespect anybody else at the same time. You know what I mean? Dame? So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think like he said, when he comes from that background where, you know, he's seen the bad and he's living the good and he, and he's, and he's seen both perspectives and he knows, Hey, things could get worse and things could get better. Just let mm -hmm. me stay the course. Let me be who I am to myself, be genuine and be a good person. It'll shine through not, not mm -hmm. only my work, but the people I meet, they'll see it. 
Wow. I love him. So anyway, so I, I don't even know how to stop Nate Cause I, I just, it's such yeah, a wealth yeah. of knowledge. Um, you guys will drop the links. If you haven't listened to Glenn Kaiser, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Some of the best guitar work that you're going to hear it, going back yeah. 30 or 40 years. I mean, it when I say you think about Robin Ford, Glenn Kaiser, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray, all in the same vein. And I, I say that openly. He is in that, he is in that breath of musicianship. Just yeah, amazing. Absolutely. Johnny Lang. So we'll put the links out. Don't get me wrong. Obviously Glenn Kaiser, Glenn Kaiser band, the resurrection band, they go by the res band for short. Uh, many, many great, great, like pieces of work from the seventies, eighties. Yeah. And you see this, this time shift of like seventies rock, a little bit of eighties kind of Depeche almost a little bit of like yeah. uh, dire straits nineties. We hit that kind of like slow burn blues, acoustic blues. And now he's doing yeah. a little bit of this easy top thing. It's just, it's all across the spectrum. So if you're a fan of any type of rock and roll, you're going to get a lot and you want a good message where it like lifts you up. Glenn Kaiser's yeah, your guy. Absolutely. So thanks Glenn. And we'll close yeah. on that. Dan, we got two more tonight, Dane. Um, so, yeah. um, a little buddy, a little, a little segment, our buddy Randy from hunt harder. Nobody cares like the hoodie, by the way, Dane, looks like that's something yeah, that we're like going to showcase that he, uh, Randy got us. Randy's got a great thing he's doing for veterans. He's a great role model for fathers. There's a lot of work with veterans and he's a pro hunter. So he's next. And then we end the night with our buddy Willie from, uh, DC talk and Tracy Lawrence and Leanne Rhyme. Yep. So uh, a couple more for, we'll take a quick breather. Don't forget as always that we love you and Dane. Thank you for listening. Dude, man. Thank you.